Hi, all. Before you jump into this episode, I just wanted to make sure that I had the verbiage and the information, the words correct. For this episode, it is the harmony triad. In some of the words, I use harmonics, which is a different triad for sure. So it is harmony triad just for specific reference to get it right as you listen through the episode. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram Coach Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. All right, so we're going to start a short but very important series called Harmonic Triad. And this is more of an intermediate teaching about the Enneagram. So if you're kind of new to the Enneagram, this may not be the episode to start on. You may want to start a little bit prior to this episode. Plenty of information building up to this point. But just letting you know, this is a little bit more intermediate when we talk about the Enneagram. All right, let's go intro. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging. With so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient, so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. All right, so this episode is about the harmonics and we're talking about the one, four, and seven. I'll be referencing things that I've learned from uh, the amazing Marion Gilbert, who learned it from Helen Palmer, along with someone who is an Aikido master. So there's a blend of the different things going on here. What in the world are the harmonic triads? Within the Enneagram, if you look, there are numbers that do not have a line connecting them to certain triads. So, for instance, the seven does not have a line that connects it to any number on the heart space. So they don't have any kind of line that connects them. They're an island. Twos and sevens are really an island. They don't have a wing or a line on the original or regular Enneagram that connects them to certain types. So twos don't have a connection to the head type and sevens don't have a connection to the heart types as well as fours and fives. And we're not talking really considering wings. Fours and fives also are missing a connection to the different components, right? So they don't necessarily have a line. So fours don't necessarily have a line to a number in the head center and fives don't have a line to a number in the heart center. 
What the harmonic triad and triangles do, it actually builds and connects a line, or sometimes it can be called the invisible triangles, a line for all of those numbers who don't have a connection to another number outside in all three centers. Now they actually have it. For this episode, we're talking about the one, four, and seven. And so now that we have a connection here, if you look at it, you can tell that three, six, and nine already have a triangle going on, right? They're doing their thing and they're pretty strong at that. Now, if you take that triangle and you shift it and you turn it ever so slightly to the right of a number, you will see that you have the seven, the one, and the four all connected now. Now they have a line to each other. And this gives fours and sevens, particularly, um, connection to the center in which that they don't have a direct line connection to them. This is super important because as we we're talking about Enneagram of personality, there's also the Enneagram of process. And so in this, the Enneagram of process actually kind of comes into play, which is the law of three. I'm not going to dive, dive too much into that because that's a whole other episode and can take its own time. But the Enneagram process is those universal laws that really govern the Enneagram symbol and the world. It's the law of three, law of seven, law of one, those type of things. These triads bring something holistic to these types that they are missing when it comes to the essence, quality, and the life force. Why is this helpful? And what is the life force? Harmony is so valuable to helping us get back to the life force. So the life force is a term used to describe the central energy of the entity that created us. Each one of us, each one of our types does something that hinders us from being able to connect fully with the life force. The harmony triads help us to kind of remedy that issue. The Harmony Triad can also be used in quite a few other ways, but in this one, I'm going to be teaching from where I've learned it from and what I've studied and a great learning from Marianne Gilbert, who does the Somatic Enneagram, and her information will be in the show notes for sure, and you can look online for Somatic Enneagram because she goes way super deep into this stuff, and it's very powerful. Here's some of the key issues with the life force for ones, fours, and sevens. All these types struggle with the part of the life force that's considered flow, and flow is that energy that helps us to truly live life and to be with what is happening in the moment, to go with it. So ones, fours, and seven are all trying to do something specific with the flow of life, okay? And I'll get into that in a little bit. They always end up, because of the flow, it's never enough or they're never satisfied. These types struggle with that. It's never enough and they're never satisfied. What happens is ones, fours, and sevens, instead of working sometimes on themselves, they're actually working on an idealized version of themselves and need to get back to the reality without the resistance that comes with it. One of the things that's very important to note here is that fours, sevens, and ones have a way of seeing themselves. Ones see themselves as either being like super wrong or super flawed in a way that they have to constantly improve or the idealized version of them sees themselves as the good or right person. And so they're working from that framework and it doesn't always help them to work actually on themselves. It's just working from that ego structure. Fours is working from either a idealized version that I am overly significant or everything I do is super significant, or it's working from the framework of I am not very significant at all. So it's working from that one and leaves them unsatisfied. It's an idealized version of grandiosity as a wonderful person in the KSL program said. I love that. And then sevens, you also have the idealized version that I'm the positive person. I have to be happy. I have to be on the go. I have to have an adventure. I have to be exciting. These type of things. All these types are working from an idealized 
idealized version and not the reality of what's going on. Because everything that they're saying, there's a flip to it, right? But their ego and sometimes their type structure doesn't allow them to acknowledge it. And so it's hard for them to truly work on themselves, okay? This can be really hard for one, fours, and sevens to work on themselves. A big part of this is because they don't allow the flow of the life force to really move them and to be with it instead of trying to fight it. So what happens is they struggle with being whole. Okay, so I talked about before, it's never enough or they're not satisfied. And so being whole is something they struggle with, all three of them. They struggle deeply with something like being whole internally. And so it feels like something is missing or wrong. It feels like something is either missing or wrong or they need to be able to feel that. Okay, I'm going to break it down by each type as we go in as well. One thing to notice here, ones literally stop the life force. According to Marianne Gilbert, they actually stop the life force in multiple places in their bodies, right? There's a place up near the heart area and there's a place down near the lower gut area where they literally stop the life force. So the yearning to control and make things right causes bodily tension that blocks the life force in multiple places within the somatic body. Something to note here in this episode too, I'm going to be talking a lot about the somatic body. I'm going to be talking a lot about the energy moving within the body. If you don't have a grasp of those, you may want to do a little bit more research on some of those so you can grasp this a little bit more. But I'm going to keep going on just to let you know this episode is going to be a lot about how do you work with the somatics inside of yourself, right? That's going to be key to this, but I don't have time to break all that down. But I'm giving you this information to help you start to work on it. Ones really struggle with not feeling whole in the sense that they can never do enough enough to feel whole. And it also pours on those they love sometimes as well. And that can be tricky. The other person can seem to never do enough. This is why the life force development is so important here, because as long as the one is blocking it, the flow of wholeness can never land within them. This is a big reason why one struggle with rigidity, because it is such a strong measuring of everything. So ones are blocking the flow. They're blocking the life force flow of being able to go, the energy to go up and to go down and to go around. It is literally a force that is blocking them. And so the rigidity comes in because they are stopping the flow from going up and down to moving it through the body, okay? Because there's such a tightness and a rigidity to it. We'll get to practical applications of some things that ones can work on to kind of get that flow of the life force back in them. So fours allow the flow to only go downward and out, the life only to go downward and out. And so the yearning to attach, hold, expand, and identify with specific emotions stops the life force from moving anywhere upward within the somatic body. So fours really struggle with not feeling whole in the sense that they can never find the missing piece to themselves. It's always right beyond their grasp. The missing piece can manifest itself in different ways as well. It can be relationships, status, characteristics, looks, and so on. It shifts depending on the situation. So stopping the life force from going upward does not allow force to connect with what is actually there. Fours actually miss what is actually there already for them, and it also doesn't help them to acknowledge things that create gratitude. So the blocking of the life force from going up, it really stops them from being able to feel gratitude. This is also a reason why fours struggle with a consistent, healthy relationship with happiness and joy. With our emotions, we have relationships with them. It's not that we haven't experienced the different gambit of them. It's just sometimes we are very weary of them. Sometimes 
sometimes we're cautious of them. Sometimes we're scared of them. Sometimes we're afraid that the shoe may drop so we don't fully enjoy it. Or sometimes we avoid it because we grew up and we were supposed to not be able to do anything with that. So we struggle with certain emotions, our relationship with. So fours can struggle sometimes with happiness and joy. You'll notice here as we go to the seven, it's kind of the opposite. Their ego always is saying, I'm okay, even when it's not. This is why it can be tricky to understand how the seven fits in this category until you truly understand the seven. The seven type structure only allows the flow to go upward and out. So the yearning to make everything exciting, stimulating, funny, and identify with being overly positive actually stops the life force from being able to drop down into the somatic body. Seven struggle with not feeling whole in the sense that nothing ever really satisfies them. All the adventures, trips, and fun they have never really helped them feel content. In actuality, all of the moving, planning, adventures many times is simply trying to feel an internal whole that they have inside. The speed of movement and the overt happiness or okayness, as I call it, is in an effort to really avoid what they're really feeling. So stopping the life force from going downward prevents sevens from being able to truly feel their emotions so they can heal and honor them along with stopping the downward flow also stops sevens from getting in contact with their deep-rooted purpose. That's very tricky for sevens, and that can be hard to see externally because people see them as so bright, so happy, everything is so good. And until you really, either you in relationship with a seven and they let you in to see what's really going on, or sevens really done their work, externally, it can be really hard to see because it's just this mirage sometimes of stimulation, adventure, happiness, joy. We're fine. We're good. We're okay. When there's so much more deep down there. As you know, every episode, I do try to hit it with some practical wisdom or practical knowledge, you know, for the ones, how to kind of work on this. All of these things, when we talk about life force, we're talking about essence. We're talking about essence quality. We're talking about the entity that created us. We're talking about getting back to that life force because our type structures can pull us away from that. This is going to take body somatic type of work because our body stores trauma, pain, all the things we haven't dealt with, our body stores and remembers it. And so we have to do work there. You may need to have someone help you do that who is certified or accredited who knows how to do either somatic body work or who knows how to do deep certain types of therapy work, right? Not just talk therapy, we're talking about deeper ways of working with people and working with yourself. So you may want to look into those. So somatic meditation, breathing, because all these things are going to reside in the body. When we talk about being able to like not restrict the body and have a deep resistance in the body to the life force, we got to be able to go into the body. That's all important. But before I jump into something that's very important for ones, fours, and seven, they all have a different version of being able to let go. They're all holding something so hard and they have to be able to let go of some of it and actually be able to move forward and allow the life force to do its thing and to go with the life force and not try to create their own or force it a certain way. So for ones, one thing that came up for me for the type one, go for kindness over goodness. Ones, it is the good, the correct, whatever their moral compass is, it's easy for you to say, oh yeah, this is good and this is what I should be doing. The issue with good and the type one structure is that it becomes an ideal and it's constructed and wrapped around the ego. So it's more egocentric than necessarily just pure good. Instead of trying to be good and 
trying to put goodness in the world, I would actually for the one say, how about you put kindness in the world and you go to be kind because kindness is going to make sure that your heart is involved in the things you're doing because the one type structure can do things without their heart. They can do quote unquote good things without the goodness, as I said before in earlier episodes. So go for kindness because kindness is a whole different type of beast that it works with when you're working with people because your heart has to be involved now. You can't just act on it. Your heart has to be involved for you to really connect with it. So that's one thing. The next thing is really allowing and permission for the type one. It's really allowing and giving themselves permission in so many different ways. One thing is letting go of the overabundance of responsibility you carry. Like ones carry around so much responsibility for having to make things right, from having to do things well, for correcting things, for wanting to perfect things. They carry so much. And so as a type one, you will have to work on letting go of some of that over responsibility. It's not all yours to do. It's all of ours. It's not just yours, right? And so the ego finds a way to turn all those things into your responsibility a lot of times, okay? So being able to shoulder that off is understandable and will help. Along with that, allow the life force flow to move you into creativity and into more fun. So one of the things, the restrictions that we talked about earlier is one of those, okay, how can I just be creative? What things can I enjoy myself with and that are just creative, that I just can get in and just have a really good time? And there's no necessarily right or wrong. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I just enjoy myself. I just have a good time. I express myself. And I think this is one of the things you authentically express yourself because we're looking at this triangle here, right? You connect it to the four and the seven in this triangle. So being able to creatively express yourself is so important for one. Be able to do that. So that is one thing. Allow the life force flow to let you be creative, right? And not to criticize and be judgmental of what you're being creative of. Just do it. Have a good time. And then the next thing, you're connected to that seven. So allow for more fun and fun that brings back energy to you that is replenishing and not depleting. So find things that are fun and do them a little bit more often because it's going to challenge you. There's always going to be a lot of stuff to do. Your task list and your to-do list will never end and that's okay. But that'll mean you always have to be doing that and so focused on that because life is so much bigger and it's so much better when one's necessarily for them to drop into being more creative and more fun. You will enjoy life more. You will be frustrated less. I promise. Those are some of the things that ones can work on to truly try to get connected back to the life force flow. The next thing for fours, experiment with lightness. Don't get stranded in any emotion for too long. Get in your body more and be active. These things are super important because fours, they can be rich with the depth and the heaviness of situations or emotions. They can be in those. So I want you to try to experiment with lightness. And I'll explain that a little bit. One is not getting stranded in certain emotions. It's like, okay, I need to practice on letting that go and moving to the next thing. And this is a practice, right? It's not going to be easy. Your body naturally holds on to certain emotions and it clings strongly and heavily. And remember the life force, the force structure only wants to push it down and out. So it's only going down, pulling you down to a certain degree, right? It's not allowing that life force flow to move you. Let go of heavy emotional baggage. Ooh, in order to be lighter, you have to let go of some things. Some emotional baggage will need potentially counseling help, but there is definitely some things you can do that you can let go of at this moment. There are some things you can work on and personally let go of, and you can get in touch with them that allow you to be lighter. And that allows the flow of the life force to go upward more through you. So allow the life force to make you more active and grounded in your body. Remember, you have this line 
align to the one, right? You already do, but you have this line to the one here that we're talking about. Allow that to make you a little bit more active and grounded in your body to kind of really manage that strength and that powerful emotions that do come. So allow yourself to be able to be connected with your body more and to not necessarily sit in the emotions for so long, but sometimes it's time to get up and it's time to go do something, be active or put discipline towards something that you maybe want out of life and not just to soak or connect or overly be excited about it to a certain degree, right? It's just not staying in it too long. That's very important. And then allow the flow to move you from emotion to emotion so you can freely feel into joy. And so this is important too. Sevens, naturally, you have that line to the seven here on the harmonics triad. They are able to move from an emotion that may feel uncomfortable to an emotion that's a little bit better. They're able to move with it a little bit more. They're more agile in their emotional movement and being able to say, okay, I'm going to move from this. All right, I'm going to change this. All right, I can see the brighter side. I can be grateful because one of the greatest gifts of emotions that are attached to happiness, I mean, true happiness and true joy, there is a contentment and gratitude for the moment of what's going on. That's very important. So if you can kind of start to be a little bit lighter because we've dropped some emotional baggage, be more in your body, grounded, more active on things you want to do in life. And you can start to really be able to move from emotion to emotion a little bit quicker or let them just go through and look at them and don't overvalue any of them. So then you can feel some of the emotions that are associated more with happiness. And that'll allow a little bit more gratitude to come through because happiness has the ability just to see some okayness of what's going on in this moment right here, right? The next moment may shift and that's okay. But to be able to say, hey, in this moment, I'm really happy and I'm grateful for what's going on and for what I have and who I am. And then just be able to move. The next thing for seven, I was thinking of this, don't worry, be heavy. Don't worry about the future as much because sevens are always, their minds are always percolating, thinking about what's next in the future. What can I do next? Stimulating on that. And then also I said, instead of be happy, because that's not a problem for the seven in one sense, but be heavy. And why I say be heavy, be grounded, be in the body. This is another one too, to become closer, related and connected to your body part of that one arrow that is operating here with this harmonics triad. Sevens, letting go of having to be okay by stimulating your mind and hiding behind false positivity. This prevents you from dealing with the parts of you that are tender, hurt, and scared. So this is very important. Let go of always having to be okay. It is okay to not be okay because that gives you ability to work on it. That gives you ability to sit down and be with it and be with yourself and heal the parts and honor the parts of you that need it. This will also allow the life force flow to move downward through you so that you can see what is really there. Sometimes for sevens, it's hard to even know what's there because the flow is so up and out. And it's like, I'm good, I'm proud, I'm good, I'm high. And just only allowing to go up. You're not even really checking in and seeing what is really going on. And so at times when sevens are not aware, they don't even know how much is going on because the flow is moving up and it's stimulating so much and they're moving and they're excited and they're moving fast, all this. They don't even know what's going on within the body, within the heart space. So allowing the life force flow to slow you down will help you find clarity, purpose, and focus. And this is when your actions become directed and they're not from an ego space of trying to escape the current for something more exciting or pleasurable in the future. You can't become whole from looking for the next stimulating experience. Those are all empty calories, okay? So for seven, if you realize that all the stimulation that you are taking on, that you are putting on your calendar, that you're meeting with certain people, 
If you realize that a lot of times, if you're not careful, you're just consuming empty calories and they will not fill you up, right? They will not help you feel content. They will not help you feel whole. Sevens feel wholeness when they deal with their emotional pain. Very important to note. Fours feel wholeness when they're able to let go. Ones feel wholeness when they're able to allow and give themselves permission to really express and to really enjoy. So these things are really important for these types to fill in the wholeness. That's all I have for this episode. Quick, short, and hairy. <laughs> Not hairy, but it's a quick episode because this can be built out a whole lot more. So I definitely recommend if you are deep into this, I want to honor one of my Enneagram teachers because I have plenty and many and ones who are super dope. Marion Gilbert, Somatic Enneagram. If you want to do that, I honor and I encourage you to sign up for one of her programs or find something she's speaking at and attend it. The next thing is I want to share the KSEP program, Kaizen Complete Enneagram program. It's open for August signups. And it's usually, if you listen to this episode a long way after this, after August has already started, then look for January because the program is a 12-week community-based Enneagram program. And inside of this group, we learn, transform, work together. You really develop in a lot of different ways. It is IEA accredited, which is International Enneagram Association accredited. So if you are looking to be an accredited professional in Enneagram space or just to be Come a part of the Enneagram community in that way. You will get certified hours for the work that you do in this course as well to let you know. But the biggest purpose is to obviously bring amazing people together using the Enneagram and using it in community to transform and really work through certain things within yourself and to work with others. Really eye-opening, really community building, and I absolutely love it. You can check it out at either kaizencareers.com and you can find the drop down tab or you can go to kaizen-enneagram-community.mn.com co and i'll put that in the show notes so that you can click on it email me if you need to as well so that is all i have for this episode uh, thank you so much for listening remember ones fours and sevens if you are feeling like the life force is blocked up in you take a deep breath remember what you need to let go of and do it for the gram the enneagram of course and i'll see you in the next episode bye